0: The Gentiles shall come to the... We have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done
1: As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.
2: Psalm
0: 113 on page 484. Praise the Lord, ye servants. O praise the name of the Lord.
1: Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth forevermore.
0: The Lord's name is praised from the rising up of the sun unto the going
1: down of the same. The Lord is high above all nations, and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God, that hath his
0: dwelling so high, and yet humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and
1: earth? He taketh up the simple out of the dust, and lifteth the poor out of the mire,
0: that he may set him with the princes, even with the princes
1: of his people, He maketh the barren woman to keep house, and to be a joyful mother of children. 122,
0: page 503. I was glad when they said unto me, We will go into the house of the Lord.
1: Our feet shall stand in thy gates, O Jerusalem.
0: Jerusalem is built as a city that is at unity in
1: itself. For thither the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, To testify unto Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there
0: is the seat of judgment, even the seat of the house of David.
1: O pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that they shall prosper that love thee.
0: Peace be within thy walls, and plenteousness within thy palaces.
1: For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will wish thee prosperity.
0: Yea, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek to do thee good.
1: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
0: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end.
2: Here beginneth the eleventh verse of the thirteenth chapter of the book of Exodus. And it shall be, when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers, and gives it to you, that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb, that is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the males shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, and if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. So it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is this? That you shall say to him, By strength of hand, The Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of that house of bondage. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go, that the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. It shall be as a sign on your hand and as frontlets between your eyes, for by strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. Here endeth the first lesson.
0: My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham, and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here beginneth the tenth chapter of the Epistle to the Hebrews. For the law, having a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with these same sacrifices, which they offer continually, year by year, make those who approach perfect. For then they would they not have ceased to be offered? For the worshippers, once purified, would have had no more consciousness of sins." But in those sacrifices there is a reminder of sins every year For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins therefore when he came into the world he said sacrifice and offering you did not desire but a body you have prepared for me in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure that he may establish the second. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ, once for all. Here endeth the second lesson.
0: Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people
1: For it is thou, Lord only, that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
0: Almighty and ever-living God, we humbly beseech thy majesty, that as thy only begotten Son was this day presented in the temple in substance of our flesh, so we may be presented unto thee with pure and clean hearts, by the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who knowest us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers, that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright, grant to us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In our first lesson this evening, we read about some instructions given by Moses for the Passover regulations. At that point in time in which the Israelites enter into the land of Canaan. And there's, I think, a, well, there's a lot to say here, but just to make a few comments. The first is I always find it fascinating to see how Moses tells the Israelites to respond when future generations then ask, why are we doing this? And it happens a few times, actually. And it seems like the response could always be summed up as, tell them the story about how God saved us. I think the point here is that, yeah, there's, there's ritual, there's liturgical detail, but it has to find itself, it has to be caught up then within the larger framework of God's work in saving us, God's work in redeeming us. So the ritual that we do, the liturgical practices that we do, always have to be seen chiefly then as a response to God's love. And I think we have to, even today, never lose sight of that so a second important thing I think is on the significance of what's known as the law of the firstborn, which is what we obviously read of here, said to uh, represent the killing of the firstborn in Egypt when the Pharaoh would not let the Israelites go. So it served as a sign of God's deliverance, and the first fruits I think, is, or the principle of fruit, first fruits, is a good way of thinking about. Um, The call that God always places on our heart in terms of how we're always supposed to respond to him, Uh, the sacrificial nature of our response to God who has sacrificed for us. That is that out of all we have, we should be thinking about the ways then that we give God our first and we give him our best. And the first fruits, the the principle is that not only is it the first and the best, but the first then is representative of. And this principle of first fruits, um, kind of, to use the word typologically speaking, reaches its climax in the person of Jesus, who is the firstborn male, and whose sacrifice then is the means through which the entirety of the world is saved, is redeemed. And that's clearly then what our our second lessons from Hebrew chapter 10 is speaking of, um, how the nature of Christ's sacrifice because of who he is, um, how it was far superior to all of the firstborn sacrifices, if you will, that had come before. So the author of Hebrews says that they served then as a, it wasn't that they had no purpose, but they served rather as a continual reminder that needed to be offered, repeated and offered daily and also yearly. So they served as, again, to use that word as a type, as a shadow then of greater things to come, which again is the sacrifice of Jesus, which is the whole basis the author is making of Hebrews. It's the whole basis for the new covenant. And it is sufficient to permanently forgive the sins of the whole world. An interesting point of emphasis that I think we see in how the author of Hebrews describes us here is in verses 5 through 10, where there's clearly an emphasis then on Um, This language of, I have come to do your will. There's a quotation back from Psalm 40, I believe it is. And it's as though the author of Hebrews is wanting us to see then the emphasis here on Jesus' obedience and his self-offering. And because of this, because of this obedient, self-sacrificial offering that Jesus makes, we'll see then um, towards the end of this chapter that the author kind of he ends this moment, um, in, a, in a way, this is the closing of a particular section in the book of Hebrews, um, culminating then in the uh, permanent superiority then of Jesus' sacrifice. So he closes it in chapter 10 then with both um, a message of, ass- of assurance that we have because of this, but then also a warning. So we have full assurance that because of this sacrifice we are able then to go where none have gone before we're able to enter into the holy places is how the text puts it the image here is entering into the holy of holies where only priests could go at specific times in the old testament but because of the blood of christ we can enter them confidently into that place but then also then right alongside of that which is typically how these things work in the bible um, There's there's quite a stern warning there. And the point that he makes is, because of Jesus' sacrifice, um, if people neglected the old covenant, if people neglected that, and the punishment for that was great, which according to the author of Hebrews was that they died without mercy for neglecting that, how much worse then will the punishment be for those who go on sinning, And in so doing, thus trample underfoot the Son of God. They profane his blood, um, and they outrage the spirit of grace. So we'll continue now with our uh, intercession, as always, on page 590. Take a second, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it, live as
1: becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same